You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello. Guess who? It's Lisa Journey, the host of the GFR show and the guest for the GFR show, episode 90. Being a caregiver to mom and myself. It is the last episode of the year 2021, which despite living through a pandemic in the year 2020, has been the most transformational one of my life probably since being a parent had entered the scene. (laughs) And I thought I would end the year really sharing what I have learned in this uh, fourth quarter of 2021 as a result of taking on a new role in my life, which is a caregiver for my mom. If you're curious about the other big pieces of transformation in my life in 2021, um, you can listen to episode 85 called Fuck Dieting, This Is Me. And the other big piece of my transformation this year has been my journey around unconscious racial bias. And you will see a big color change in the people I'm featuring on my show the second half of the year because I now have an initiative around racial equality and social justice. And one of the actions I'm taking is having many, 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 many more people of color on my show. And that journey intersect with my intersected with my fuck dieting journey. And there's more about that in that episode 85. So here we are fourth quarter of 2021 when I'm feeling like, okay, universe, I've had a good amount of transformation this year, but I wasn't done. My mom, Phyllis Lesser, who is my number one fan, was in a bad car accident the end of October. And that is when the role of caregiver entered my life. And I had no idea what I was in for. Before I say another word, I want to give a huge fucking shout out to anybody who is in a caregiver role, has ever been in a caregiver role in their lifetime, whether it's part of your profession or just a role that you 
said yes to because somebody you cared about needed support. Holy shit. (laughs) I've had many, many clients over the years in this role with a parent or child that had special needs or any other version of that. And I for sure had a ton of empathy, but I had no idea really how it impacted their day-to-day life. And I've had many clients who have had significant changes in their life during the time of coaching and then have, you know, transformed into that role. And and again, I have tons of empathy. I had no idea. So just want you to know how much I respect you, how if it's your profession, you are an earth angel. If it's something you chose, I think you're enormously courageous. And I am going to share today five things that I've learned along the way and how I have been transformed by this experience so far. The status of my mom currently is that as of yesterday, the recording of this, she was moved from the rehab unit at her hospital to a skilled nursing facility with a rehab focus. This was 10 weeks after her car accident. This is after two significant spinal surgeries, one that failed and one that was a success, the second one. This is after several other significant physical setbacks that have slowed down her progress on having a physical recovery in terms of her movement and ability. She is now in a phase in her recovery where she's finally no longer in significant pain, which I thought would never happen, and where she's finally really leaning in to working hard so she can come home. She is on board, fully on board, largely as a result of her not being in pain and really beginning to see progress in her physical recovery. She is not paralyzed, thank goodness. It was part of what the immediate impacts of the accident had manifested, at least on one side of her body. Um, The first surgery already showed us that that wasn't going to be a permanent condition. The second surgery is even more promising. She has movement and feeling in all her limbs, and her doctors think that she will walk after significant work ahead and some more time. So my caregiver role is just beginning, I believe, and it's something that I have adapted to and will continue to adapt to as the months, you know, move, you know, ahead. And so this is just what I've learned is, you know, in the last 10 weeks since the car accident. And I know that I have so much more to learn and I know I'm a newbie and I, again, just Big shout out to those of you that have done this before for significant periods of time that do it professionally, that have put your lives on hold to care for somebody, to have them know they really matter, to have them know that they have that support. I could see how 
important it is to my mom. And I can't imagine what it's like for people that don't have family or friends or very, very, very caring professionals that feel like friends, that become friends and family by their side. So here are the five things that I've learned so far in my new role as caregiver. And by the way, how they apply to my business life. You know, this show, as a reminder, is a testament to struggle having a purpose. Every story that you will hear on this show is illuminating how the adventure of life serves our mission as an entrepreneur, serves as our expression in our career, serves as a way to illuminate our path. And this is no exception. So if you think this was just going to be about my personal transformation, (laughs) you're in for a bonus. Because for me, everything that I encounter in my life relates to my business, how I serve my clients, which takes us to GFR commandment number four, trust your struggle serves your mission. And the confession question for GFR commandment number four is, how will what I learn from this serve me and my clients? How have past struggles served me and my clients? It's such a juicy one, and it is probably the one most closely aligned with the premise of the show. So here we go. (laughs) So number one, and in no order, by the way, is letting go of outcome, even in life and death. So I would characterize the theme of this one as surrender in many respects. And I have been pushed to a new depth of needing to surrender, or I would probably implode from the stress of trying to control the situation. (laughs) I have learned surrender in multiple ways in my business around the coming and goings of clients, around the coming and goings of my bank account, around the speed at which I have clarity about what I'm supposed to do and when to do it, all kinds of ways. There has been nothing more confronting so far in my life than the outcome of my mom's experience, the outcome of her each of her surgeries and how that might impact her, the outcome of how this is going to manifest in her ability going forward, her physical abilities going forward. And I can't think of anything more challenging for me other than how something like this may apply to my child and my husband, but mostly my child when I think of just how hard this was for me to let go of the outcome. And even to the point of whether she survived the surgeries and things, you know, it was you know, those of you that have waited for the outcome of, you know, somebody being in surgery, it's just, if you don't stay in the in the present moment, which is another one of my <laughs> things coming up, um, spoiler alert, it can cause enormous, enormous stress. So that's number one, letting go of the outcome, even when it comes to life and death. 
So number two is being present in the current moment is the best solution for all overwhelm. (laughs) So I have discovered again and again and again and again that being present is the only sure way to my peace. And that has impacted me greatly because there were times where when I was with my mom and caring for her, feeding her, helping her get another warm blanket, helping waiting as she was in agony and pain, waiting for pain meds to kick in, where I was not thinking of anything else but being there with her. And even in the situation that sounds stressful, it was oddly peaceful because I wasn't worrying about the future. (laughs) Projections of a dreaded future were the things that really caused the most stress for me. So much was unknown and still is unknown, but but more, I feel like (laughs) in the last 10 weeks, there was much more that was unknown. And thinking about how that impacts my future. What is this going to mean? How is this going to change the way that I hang out with her, the way that she can spend time with family? You know, I need a whole other podcast to talk about how this has impacted her husband, Lee, and my father, Lee, in that area around him just saying like, what's our life going to be like? And so I can't even imagine that impact. I'm just, you know, talking about my own personal experience. Being present in the current moment was a thing that I started to cling to most. And not just in the situations where I was by her bedside, because there was, and there were many beautiful situations. We had great conversations or, you know, even just sometimes seeing her smile was a treat for that day. Having an authentic exchange of stories where I could really see that she was listening. You know, sometimes that was just the most miraculous thing. You know, she was on a lot of pain medication for a significant amount of time. And that just, you know, takes away the person that you know. And so I'm glad to have her back <laughs> for sure. And uh, being able to share stuff with her, you know, I said, she's my number one fan in my business. And she just has attended every speaking thing that I've done. She's She's in the back of the room at the conferences, driving with me all over the place to to speak. And she showed up on my Zoom meetings. She, at one point, was a coach in my business when I had six-figure university. That was my seven-figure business that I let go of. So she just, she's one of those rare parents that's totally got, gets what I do and is interested and is always just asking me questions, giving me advice. So it's been amazing to have her back in that way. And being in those moments where we have such deep, beautiful, authentic, you know, sparring kind of conversation has me really see like the quality of life and what's precious in that moment versus projecting the future that is unknown and creates worry. And this absolutely applies to my role as president, CEO, and chief creative officer of my company, because we have to wear so many hats. We have to hold the vision for where we want to go and what our goals are and all that kind of stuff. And also be in the moment 
delivering our service. And for me, when I am on a coaching call with one of my unmentor clients and we're just, you know, in it, like, I don't think about anything else. And I thought that was the other thing that I was worried about. How am I going to care for my mom and do all this and blah, 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 my mind racing and, and run my business. And you know what? I was able to do it because once I'm in the moment doing work I love, which I am so blessed to have created something that I love and with people that I love supporting, I was able to just forget about all of it. Or I was able to share it when I needed to in an authentic way. So that's number two. Being present in the current moment is the best solution for all overwhelm. Number three is caregiving starts with myself. And I know all you caregivers are going to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like you've learned this one or you've learned it and have done it, which is awesome. Or you know it and still are working on it, which is probably more of the case for many of us. Caregiving starts with myself. So here's what I learned that has gotten me through this so far. One is sleep, 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 sleep. Prior to this, I was not consistent with when I went to go to sleep. And I had some flexibility, particularly during the pandemic when I wasn't driving Bella to school at six o'clock, driving her at seven, waking up at six. I tended to stay up later. I'm more of a night person. I would work late sometimes if I felt like it, or I just love TV. If you know me, you know, I love TV and that's where I would blow off steam. You know, it would be a stress relief. Um, Bella and Greg would go to bed and I'd have the house to myself kind of thing. Well, I really applaud myself (laughs) for getting much more disciplined about when I went to sleep because I was waking up early and going to the hospital. And where I was waking up early and trying to get work done before I went to the hospital. And I am sharp as a tack in the morning, super productive, very creative. I could, you know, review my clients, you know, copy and websites and give them feedback on things that really took concentration. And so I learned to go to sleep early, consistently go to sleep early by 10 or 1030 so that I could wake up at, you know, 536. And that's been amazing too. Also for the effect of having sleep (laughs) and what it does for our bodies when we get enough sleep. The other thing that I really, I've always, not always, in the last 10 years, I've gotten religious about, which is meditation, but even more so. So the second one here under caregiving starts with myself after sleep, sleep, sleep is meditate, 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 (laughs) and meditate again. So I'm pretty religious about meditating in the morning. I also, when I got certified in transcendental meditation in 2012, the year that my business hit seven figures, I really needed new tools. (laughs) I adapted their philosophy around meditating in the afternoon. And that's amazing. And now I also meditate at night and I like a guided meditation at night, you know, focused on sleep or rest or kind of winding down at the end of the day enormously helpful. But also when I was super stressed out about something that was going on with my mom and her journey over the last 10 weeks, I would do a five minute meditation on, you know, the power of the body. I would do a 10 minute meditation on dealing with anxiety. Like I just um, appreciate the value of meditation. And I think my daughter is sick of my husband and I saying that that's a solution for many problems because it really is. (laughs) 
And the other aspect around caregiving starts with myself that I wanted to share is that I learned that things have to give. They just do. I can't count on working at night and haven't been able to for the last few months. I can't count on being like, I just can't. The desire to work at night, I can't count on having the concentration or the alertness. (laughs) And I also can't count on working on the weekends. Now, I would work at night and on the weekends when I chose. It didn't mean that I worked all day and into the night. It just, I could take an afternoon off and then I'd work at night or I would blow off things on Friday and then I might, you know, work on Sunday or whatever. And I just can't count on that anymore because I need to rest. I need to rest on weekends. I need downtime. I need fun time, although it's mostly downtime. So that had to give. And the other thing that had to give is that I had to be okay with some things falling through the cracks, y'all. Not replying to a text because I read it and then forgot that I didn't reply or telling a client like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and book you on my calendar for next week and then dropping the ball. And there's a million other examples. And I just started to come to a place of acceptance around, I'm just not going to be on the ball (laughs) as I used to be. And also I had to make some choices around um, the business and where to spend my time. And I think that that was a really key one for me. I'm very generous with my time outside of the people that are my clients, which I am very generous with my time, but in terms of like colleagues or just people that want to connect or people that are not necessarily clients, but, you know, people that have been doing what I've been doing for 21 years. So I have lots of people that are in my orbit and I really enjoy having intimate connection. And I just, I'll reply to every email, every Facebook message still do, but it's just not always now in a timely manner. And I can't always go the extra mile like I used to. And most of the time I accept that that's okay right now. (laughs) So the fourth thing that I've learned in this journey of being a new caregiver over the last um, 10 weeks here is when I'm confused about what to do next, I get advice or help in some other way. And then I wait further instruction. This journey with my mom has been a steep learning curve when it comes to medications, navigating how the hospital works, insurance, caregivers. I mean, I could just go on and on with dozens of topics that were completely new to me and that I'm still you know, learning a lot about. And in many cases, not knowing what to do and feeling ignorant was super fucking frustrating. And especially when, you know, your person is, you feel like your person is suffering as a result of you not having the answers that you need. So number four, when confused, get advice or help and wait for their instruction has been critical for me. Like, for example, mom recently moved into a skilled nursing facility that is a rehab focused. This was significant because she was at the hospital and at the hospital rehab this whole time and deciding kind of, you know, is she going to come home? Is she going to go to skilled nursing? Like, when is that going to happen? What's needed? What does it cost? The insurance, like it's been a monumental journey of not knowing. (laughs) And so 
I thought, oh my gosh, I, one day I was so frustrated. I, you know, needed information or needed like clarity, wasn't getting it around something. And I like had a chance to rest. I took a shower, I meditated. And all of a sudden what popped into my head was to reach out to a client of mine who's an estate planning attorney. And she's not in California, but I just, you know, I said, this is what's going on with trying to transfer on to skilled nursing, blah, 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 insurance, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me? And she's like, oh, yes. You know, I'm involved with the elder law association and I could look up on my directory and find someone near you that has the exact certification and services you need. And, and it was, it was a godsend in our journey, but I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> like the await further instruction part. Sometimes I don't believe that new information is going to come and that causes a lot of stress. Also, here's a good thing that I think is super applicable to our lives as entrepreneurs is I found that if I ask one person about something and I didn't like what they said, that I should just ask somebody else. <laughs> and it was particularly applicable in circumstances where we we started to call it the telephone game because you know, one person that we would ask a doctor, a nurse, specialist, a social worker would give us a definitive answer on something. And if it was something we didn't like, I found that if we asked more people, we'd get different answers and sometimes contradictory answers, which of course was stressful in some respects, but also showed us that we couldn't just take one person's word on it <laughs> and that we needed to keep going. Because even experts sometimes aren't the final word. And, you know, for me, I just needed to follow my intuition on it a lot. You know, one doctor said, oh, no, we've done X, Y, Z. And in terms of mom's recent move to skilled nursing. And then I walked around the corner to the case manager. And she says, oh, no, he's wrong. We did this. And I was just like, fuck, you know, but that was better news than what I got from the doctor. And then ultimately we had a breakthrough in the case. <laughs> And she got moved this week. So when confused, get advice or help and wait further instruction. And when it comes to business, um, I think unmentor milestone number four really says it best. And by the way, what the heck are unmentor milestones? So if you go to my website, lisachurney.com forward slash unmentor, you can see all 12 of the unmentor milestones. I don't know why they're 12. I don't have a thing with 12, but the GFR commandments are 12. The unmentor milestones are 12. And uh, when I got a couple of years into the unique approach I have to coaching people that are more what I call evolving experts, people know they're experts, but they're still evolving. I realized that there was these distinctions around the phase that they are in with regards to the support that they need, which is not another mentor giving them more formulas and processes and steps and blueprints that they really need a whole different approach, which is really at its aggregate, helping them to know what feels good to them, helping them to have cl more clarity so they can trust themselves and to let go of stop doing the things that don't feel good. So there are 12 unmentor milestones that kind of outline the old sort of mentor way and then the new unmentor way. 
And so for this fourth one, when confused, get advice or help and wait for their instruction, unmentor milestone number four really is so appropriate. It reads, you trust yourself fully to make business decisions and seek support to learn what feels right for you. So that is one of the milestones that people that are in the unmentor space, they're looking for mastery around that versus the old mentor way for number four, which is like, you need a mentor you trust that has more experience than you and gives you advice. In the unmentor way, you trust yourself fully to make business decisions and you seek support to learn what feels right for you. So aligned with when confused, get advice or help and wait for their instruction. Because in many cases, the further instruction that I really needed sometimes was internal and sometimes it was external. And if it was external, I needed time. I needed to wait to see how I felt about it, how it landed for me. And if there was some other action I was supposed to take, but waiting is the hard part especially when you feel like it's urgent, when you feel like it's life and death, when you your person that you love is in pain or in business, when you've been given advice that you need to do it by this day and this time in this way, and you feel like it's urgent because you're going to mess it up or something if you don't get it right. <sighs> so I've learned to trust myself more fully to make my business decisions, to seek support what feels right to me in business and and now as a caregiver. And I will say that I am one of four, I would say, primary caregivers for my mom. We call ourselves the core four. It's my dad, Lee. Shout out to Lee. Love you so much. Oh my gosh. My sister, Jen, and my cousin, Stacy. And it's amazing that the four of us kind of each have our own sort of uh, special area of expertise and, you know, where we really excel and where we, we really enjoy, you know, showing up, how we really enjoy showing up for my mom. So uh, we each kind of had to seek advice or support, you know, or help and then wait for the instructions. And then we each would be kind of contributing, you know, what we discovered. So it's been an amazing exercise. It is a group chat, text chat that has been the most significant in my life ever. So that's number four. So the final thing for this chapter of my caregiver experience and what I want to share with you in this final episode of 2021 is number five, follow your intuition. Follow your intuition on business decisions, right? So this is my, what I, the five things I've learned over the last 10 weeks, being a caregiver for myself and my mom. And the fifth thing really is about business. And if you don't have a business and you have a job, I would just say, insert job, follow your intuition on job-related, career-related, business-related decisions. So here's how that has applied to my journey the last 10 weeks. I was running my business. I have 24, any, anywhere from 20 to 24 one-on-one clients at any given time in my Unmentor program. And each of there's three different pods, groups within the Unmentor program. So 
it's three groups of eight max, pod one, pod two, and pod three, shout out to the pods. And just serving my clients obviously is a huge part of my time, my role, and the thing that I enjoy. But there's also other things y'all know, like marketing and you know, having conversations with potential people that you're looking to see if you're a match for working with, aka sales conversations, Roma conversations, and a million other things, you know, meeting with my accountant and my new my CPA left and my new CPA and whatever it is. And I really needed to check in to see what I was supposed to be doing. So I had scheduled in November, months ago, I had scheduled for November, a brand new free experience. I wasn't doing it for the first time, but I was doing it for the first time for free called How to Give Yourself a Raise. And months ago, I had intuition around, oh my God, that workshop that I used to do during my retreats for my mastermind clients years ago that transform their lives. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to create it as a virtual event. I'm going to do it as what I call now a generous interactive event, which is a free event with a a stress, the uh, experience part of that, um, the interactive part of that, how to give yourself a raise. I had scheduled to do it in November twice and create all brand new marketing, opt-in pages, social media posts and graphics and everything, emails, brand new, all of it leading up to it, which was right in the thick of this time with my mom and in my role as caregiver. <sighs> and you know what? And I just kept checking in. That's, that's how I characterize being intentional about how something feels in my body. If there's any nudges I get or intuitions or insights, gut checks, however you want to you know, characterize it. It's how I know whether something is right for me aside from what's logical or strategic, which I rely on less, much, much less than I ever have. It's actually part of the unmentor milestones is passion first and strategy. So I just kept checking in. Am I supposed to do this? How to give yourself a raise? Because this sounds like a really bad time to do it. And I just kept feeling ease and everything just kept getting done. And I wound up doing it and it was amazing. And it was so fun and so impactful. The the outcome is that 80% of the people that attend will be ready to double their rates. And the rest of the people, the other 20% will make a significant advancement in that area and the way that they feel about their services and their prices. So it was amazing. And you know what? I could see it was totally like what I needed. And then I did have a window where my mom was really feeling good around that time. And I got to share it with her all about it. And it was so fun. So, you know, following your intuition on business decisions, what needs to be done versus what do you want to do? The other example of this that isn't related to this last couple months, however, relates to, you know, the thick of the pandemic last year was my decision to release, to change my release schedule for the podcast from every week to every other week. And at the time, it felt like a really hard decision to make because I had just actually come from a podcasting conference and they said you release your podcast weekly at minimum. <laughs> and that was what I was taught and what was the right thing to do. And at first I thought it was actually a financial 
decision that I was making. But then I quickly realized, no, that was not my motivation. It really was. I needed space. I needed space. And so I made that decision and I've haven't gone back actually. <laughs> Every other week is a really good pace. And actually it has kept me in this game since we released it in September of 2019. So this is our 90th episode without any breaks. <laughs> and the last thing I want to share on this number five, follow your intuition on business decisions relates to unmentor milestone number five. I think that bringing this in really illuminates the point. So this is the principle around unmentor milestone number five. You allow ease, flow, and synchronicity to create abundance. Stress is not required to be successful. And the old way, the mentor way, is that you push yourself and you, you, know, you feel like you need to push yourself and work hard to make lots of money. And I am shocked and proud and all kinds of other stuff to report that I am making my gross for the year will be over $300,000 and my profitability is better than my seven-figure business. So I am bringing home more of that money <laughs> than I did when I made almost just about a million dollars in uh, 2014. And that's amazing to me with all that's happened the last several months of the year that I, um, and also that's a 25% increase from last year. And my business is simple and I call it right size. I never felt at any time this year that I had to do something because I needed clients. No, I don't have that feeling anymore. And it's just amazing. So that unmentor milestone has illuminated my path, particularly for this one around my business, because if I'm allowing ease, flow, and synchronicity to create abundance, then I don't have to worry about making anything happen. Like for example, after the Give Yourself a Raise workshops, I was supposed to be sending several more emails, letting people know about the three spots I had open in the unmentor program. And I just didn't. Things with my mom got crazy and there was things we were working on with her and I just didn't do it. But you know what? I had four people inquire about working with me without that. And that that didn't come from that. And that's the other thing, you know, when we do stuff, you know, because we're guided to do it and it feels good, you know, it kind of goes even to number four, when confused, you know, wait for the instruction, like doing what I'm guided to do that feels good, that feels light, that that feels e easy in my body. I just do those things and I enjoy and I do them because I know I'm going to enjoy them. And then it's amazing the outcome just may or may not come directly from that thing. And it may or not be what I think it is. But I've been doing that now really purposefully for a couple of years, particularly in these last couple of months. I've just been kind of forced to do that out of just self-preservation and I'm ending the year. I would say it's one of my best years yet because I have multiple measures for my success outside of money, profitability being one of them, uh, time available being another, and really happiness and joy and peace is really the primary. So that is the fifth thing that I learned along the way of being a caregiver for my mom and for myself is just being even more dedicated to following my intuition. So that 
is <laughs> the bulk of what I wanted to share and leading all the all, this all to say that I am taking a break from the podcast in January that you know goes along with you know things have to give and it goes along with you know following my intuition and and all of that is that I want to give myself even more space and you know we basically I record interviews and then we air them you know within a period of time after so this gives me a chance to have a break now and then through most of January and you know I just keep not knowing you know, where the caregiver role in my life is going to be. In other words, I just don't know what my mom's path will be and what is going to be required of me or what I, you know, am choosing to be required of. (laughs) So taking a break, my intention is that we release episodes beginning of February. And I also am open to that evolving. So enjoy this one, check back then. And The last thing I wanted to share was that there are several GFR show episodes about people surviving catastrophic physical challenges and how those things serve their purpose. So if you feel like you would be served by hearing about other people that had spinal injury, we have an episode from Sherry Watson. She was actually in a coma for, I can't remember how long, but an extended period of time and survived that and is an amazing entrepreneur. Justin Womack, who was in a car accident and car went into a river and a stranger rescued him and he was in the hospital for a couple months, um, brain injury. And then most recent is Rodney Flowers, who had also had a spinal injury. So I will list those episodes and the episode number in the show notes so you can check it out if you are wanting to hear um, some other stories about people that have been, you know, been through injury and physical things that they never thought they would come back from. And then they did. And I'll tell you, they are fucking inspiring for me right now. My show is inspiring for me. The day I interviewed Rodney Flowers, who was a quadriplegic from the age 15 and now walks and just does not have a wheelchair is, you know, you cannot make this shit up. So happy new year. Looking forward to being with you in 2022. If you would like to hang out with me and be on a call each month with me where we talk about these GFR commandments, join the GFR squad. (laughs) I have not raised the price. It's still only $20 a month or $200 for a year. And the conversations, oh my gosh, about the GFR commandments, we focus on the confession question. So the most recent one was number six, what would I do differently if I had faith in myself and my mission? And it was such an illuminating conversation. I'm right in there participating. It is a safe space for sharing, being vulnerable, speaking our truth. It is not an advice giving coaching dynamic, which creates a lot of ease about it. And we also talk about the show and recent episodes people have listened to and what they've taken away from it. So it's been a great way for people that are feeling like they want to work with me, want to be closer to me, want to be in this GFR space. And it's an easy financial commitment, but enough that it's skin in the game. So give yourself that gift in 2022 and come hang out with us. Just go to the to gfr.life forward slash squad and go ahead and join. Take that action. I would love to be able to get to know you better and be with you in the new year. And 
I think that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening. And again, another shout out to anybody who's ever been a caregiver uh, professionally or otherwise, you are an earth angel.